0: Just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question And i listen more attentively There must have been something In all of that nothing That wasn't quite so easy to see And I must have missed something When you were just talking to me
2: you got it. You got a share? Yeah, I got to a champion. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. You definitely can. I think Murphy's smarter than me sometimes. I'm sure he is sometimes, Actually, smarter he, than me sometimes. he's taking a nap,
1: so who's the smart dog here?
0: He is, he's resting and relaxing, and we're here doing
1: work. What's the dog's name? Murphy. Murphy, that's the executive producer. Such a good dog. Yeah.
2: He opened his eyes, he's like, I know. But he he'd raise his head. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get rolling early. Yeah, let's I mean, go. We got a lot to talk have about. A lot. All right, hello everyone. How you doing? My name is David Consoli. I am the guest host for the Paying Attention podcast. We're at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. We have two wonderful guests today uh, from Methuen City Council. They're the two incumbents running for uh, the at-large district. But before we get started, I need to uh, thank our sponsors: uh, oh, yeah. McLennan Real Estate, Century Twenty One. Uh, Matt McClellan will we, we'll be in studio next week uh, yes, to talk about live. real estate. That should be. And from what I understand from uh, Jane uh, Jana Pesch last week, he's quite the foodie. So we, we may have some food uh, discussion, too. Uh, Marsan and Son Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, the Doug Mercurio Law Office, uh, Borelli's Deli. Um, I'm going to have to get working on the sandwich of the day. We are, yeah uh, Because Tom... Um, has been under the weather, and um, he's still hospitalized. He's doing okay, and um, he's usually in charge of that, but I'm going to have to find a connection to see what the – I'm sure it's good, though.
0: I was going to say, whatever whatever it is, go there today. You might be lucky and still get today's one. We don't know what it is, but I've never seen one that wasn't mouthwateringly delicious looking. And tomorrow – Get tomorrow's Sandwich of the Day from Barelli's Day.
2: Tomo, Shaken Seafood, Clear Path for Veterans New England, AFC Urgent Care in Methuen and North Andover. Don't forget, they're opening up a new facility in Haverhill. Uh, my crew, Pleasant Valley Landscape Contractors. My guys do a great job. Uh, stacks, Par 28, uh, loaded uh, in the Zani Pesh Law Office. And a free shout-out to JG's Ice Cream. Yeah. We, we love those folks. Um, so for... Before we get started, I got I got to get something off my chest. Cool. Um, as we all know, I am filling in uh, for Tom Duggan. I met with Tom uh, last week in the hospital. He asked me if I could pitch in here, and um, I agreed to do so. and And since then, you know, I've seen a lot of things posted on Facebook, and, and I know a lot of people love Tom. I know a lot of people hate Tom. But for those of you that feel the need to go on Facebook and and post things that he's passed away, post that he's in a coma, and all these falsehoods, and wish him you know bad luck. Is it's just not cool. I mean, I, I came in here a few weeks ago uh, when Lisa Williams was on and talked about how how to and how not to conduct yourself on social media. Yeah, and I don't care if you if you like the guy or hate the guy. That that's just that's just not the the, the way to conduct yourself. So. Until Tom gets back here, can you please refrain from spreading falsehoods on, on Facebook? I mean, I know when—we when, you know, all know that Neil Perry and Tom Duggan don't like each other. Uh, but, you know, when Neil was having his, his health issues, Tom always wished him well. And, you know, Neil has done the same thing for Tom. You know, they don't get along, but he would never wish harm for Tom. So I'm just asking you folks out there, before I have to come in here next week and swear— uh, please stop from doing that, and I, I don't want to hear the. I don't want to see the hate mail either. I, I, I'm not in the mood for that. I'm doing no. the best I can. Um, yeah, to let's help not out kick here. somebody while they're down. Be yeah. better. Be yeah. better, people. All right. So, to my left, to your right, we have Nicholas DiZoglio and David DJ Beauregard. They are the two Methuen City Councilors at large. And actually, I asked them to both to come here because they are two of my favorites because they are some of the most professional people on the council. Um, I don't like bomb throwers. I don't like people that don't conduct themselves very well. Um, so, you know, we we, have, we had Jaina uh, Zani Pesh in last week, and you have someone else running. His name escapes me.
1: Cirillo, Frank Cirillo.
2: Cirillo. So we have four running for three spots, correct? So you guys are here to tell us a little bit about your um, your accomplishments, what your vision is for the future. But before we do, I saw something on Facebook that I thought was interesting. Are you guys childhood friends?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, what are we, going on 15, 20 years?
1: Yeah, uh, well, so uh, I I was born and raised uh, here in Methuen, and I had gone to the CGS for grades one through four. Really? And in 1999, uh, we were redistricted over to the Timoney. And that was, I think, around the same time that your family came to Methuen from Somerville. Yep. And that is when I met Nick. And we've uh, had a mutual interest in all things uh, politics, if you will. And uh, so we have uh, a long history.
3: BBC has a documentary with him and I at uh, Boy State in 2004, five, two 2006, yeah. Oh, geez, six. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we've ever seen it, but... There was a, a videographer really? that came to Methuen and followed us to Boy State, uh, which was a, a, a collegiate program with high schools uh, put on by the American Legion. And uh, yeah, I mean DJ and I go way back. Uh, you know we, are you a lifer
2: too? You a lifelong resident? N-
3: 99. We moved up here, but my family has roots, Somerville.
2: Somerville, okay
3: You'll notice a lot of people from Somerville moved up here after 2000 to get out of the city And oh, yeah. we've moved in, but we have family roots in this area
2: And your wife, uh, and you and your wife have a small daughter Correct How old is she? Two too. Good. Congratulations, and you have a daughter.
1: Yes, my wife and I have a four-year-old. She'll be five years old next month.
2: Okay, so yeah. you guys definitely have to watch our school committee show
1: because yes. your, your kids have. will be in the school
2: committee at, at some point. So, so you guys have been on the council now. Will this be if you get reelected? This will be your last term. Correct. You'll be termed out. Okay, so let's look forward before we look back. Uh, what do you guys Where do you see us? At now, I know that we're on a much better tra- trajectory than we have been in the past. We've paid off a lot of the, the debt. When do you think we can get rid of the CAFO and the oversight?
3: I would recommend never oh, – well, the oversight is gone. Uh, we, oh, okay. So educate we, we, me. Yeah. I'm- so after we, we moved away from the $4 million we, when we pay that debt off uh, this year, um, we no longer have state oversight. Oh, good. Uh, the CAFO position, which is now in our charter – is something that I would recommend always keeping. I think the CAFO is a great asset can to the organization. Can you expand on
2: that, please? Because I'm not too familiar on uh, what her role is. Her role is, if you think about
3: it, I, you know, is a town manager. In, 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 in Isn't that what we
2: have a mayor for?
3: Well, that's different. you got a mayor that oversees policy and and um, our, our, our departments, where the CAFO looks at our finances from a holistic view on where we can spend money uh, gain money and 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 again DJ will probably say this a little differently, but also keep us honest in our predictions and, and projections for future income and, and expenses.
2: So if it was like a business, Neil would be the CEO and the CAF would be the CFO. Correct, similar to that. So do you feel the same way?
1: So, yeah, I think uh, in terms of the—well, first of all, before we get too deep into the weeds, I want to say something about uh, Tom. I've known Tom uh, since he started the uh, paper in 2004, and I would say for the past four years, we haven't seen eye-to-eye on virtually anything, but uh, (laughs) I will uh, say—I just want to start this off by saying— uh, that I wish him a speedy recovery, and uh, just on a personal level, I wish him all the best. Uh, in, in terms of ditto, ditto, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in terms of uh, where we're at as it relates to looking at the future, uh, we've taken steps. And actually, I want to say too that uh, we were elected in 2019, so we took office in January of 2020. Uh, but several of our colleagues had been elected in 2017. And they began the process, really, of trying to clean up. So
2: you guys came in. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You came in right after that police contract mess. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And so what ended up happening, though, is that we had our uh, the, the prior council in 2019, especially. Uh, they were and I should say, I'm sorry. They were elected in 2017. So they took office in 2018 and served through 2019. They really got the process started as it relates to cleaning up a lot of the messes. And so when we came in in 2020, we had the opportunity to expand on that effort to clean up the messes that were in our city and really lay the groundwork for the city's future. And so uh, just in working with Mayor Perry, who's been an outstanding mayor, uh, really, uh, he's a hands-on executive. And so uh, for him, it's really key uh, that we're watching our expenditures, that we're conservative as it relates to how we spend taxpayer dollars. But uh, what's great about Mayor Perry is that every year since he's taken office, we've ended the fiscal year, every time, in the black. And for me, if somebody were to ask me, how do you judge a mayor in whether they're successful, I look at the financial piece. Absolutely. And so uh, as we look to the future, one of the things that uh, I've talked about during the campaign as to why I want to continue serving is because we can't simply have a conversation about the next two-year term. We have to be looking at the next decade and beyond in analyzing what type of community we want Methuen to be. And I think those conversations, they need to start now, and they have uh, been underway, but we need to just keep the progress going.
2: And I wanna thank you uh, on behalf of the taxpayers for stepping in as temporary mayor when um, when Neil was unavailable. And from my people at City Hall, they said you did an excellent job. So maybe someday, we can consider a run for mayor if that's in the cards. We'll see.
1: Well, I'm trying to deal with this campaign first. (laughs) But what I will say, though, I I need to give a special shout out to the the staff in the mayor's office, Tina Conway, the chief of staff, uh, Michelle Amber, Jordan. uh, They are outstanding and... Quite frankly, it would have been very difficult, uh, in essence, being pushed into the deep end of the pool uh, like that experience was uh, without them. They were uh, absolutely essential to uh, just keeping the trains running on time and keeping the city moving. And I'm very grateful for their help with that.
2: All right, a couple hot button topics. Um, Last week, when uh, Jaina was in, I talked about um, the mess that the police contract was, and now that a lot of that's been resolved. And I talked about my confusion, Nick. you know, Tom comes on, and we all know what Tom's position is on that, and he comes on and talks about all of these positions that um, have been created in the police department. The budget has ballooned more more now than it was in the past, and then I get, you know, information from City Hall that says that's not really true, mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit confused. Can can you tell us where we've come and where we're at with the police department? I mean, what I'll say
3: is it is a 180 when it comes to the org structure. Um, You know, the way that we as a council started this process uh, with the new chief was to uh, take and distribute resources and allocate them in correct locations. Now, you're saying prices have gone up or the budget's gone up based off of Tom's opinion. I think you take fact from what the contract scenario brought to light, mm-hmm. let's not forget, those guys were owed back pay for almost like six years, seven years. So they're not going to get that salary inflation every year. It is making them whole, finally, from what they were owed. Now, redistributing the um, the employees or the staff into different slots, like going from five captains down to two, a deputy chief, is to make and streamline the organizational structure of that police department more efficiently and allowing the the chief and his deputy chief to have their captains truly be specific around the areas that they will um, support, so from task force to drug and detectives. And then you have your lieutenants and sergeants underneath them that are also now specific, having a, a larger leadership position then, you know, being micromanaged originally. So if you look at our organizational structure now of the police department, it's running efficiently. We have um, transparency and we're looking at how our police department just recently um, is going to grow with, um, you know, uh, making sure um, it's uh, evidence locker. Is our next topic of making sure it's an efficient transparency there in the Yeah, I, th- I
2: think they do a good job. And you, you said the word micromanage. You know, talking to Neil, I heard that um, the morale at the police department is much better now than it has been in years past.
3: I mean, the smiles that I get yeah. every day when I see the guys doing yeah. details yeah. or
2: that details. I love the Methuen Police department the only thing is can you get off your phones when you're on a detail they don't watch the flow of traffic It drives me crazy and i know they're probably out there bored but i mean i can't g- control that but i think <laughs> i know a man
1: that can so I can no no that's fine
2: but they they do a great job DJ, you wanted to hop in on this subject? Yeah,
1: our, uh, our police officers, they do do an incredible job. And I think uh, Chief Scott McNamara has he's been, great. He's been a breath of fresh air, really, Amazing. for the department and then the city in general. Uh, but this really is the issue where uh, I spoke to some of the disagreements I have with Tom, where we have really gone in just polar opposite directions, I think, especially since uh, the election of 2019. And I think it really is past time to correct the record regarding some of the lies and disinformation that have been fed to the people of Methuen uh, under the guise of journalism and on social media. Uh, I want to point out uh, a recent story uh, regarding the uh, Greg Gallant ruling. It stated uh, right in the story that it was a ruling uh, from the Civil Service Commission. That is pure fiction. It was a tentative decision from an entity called the Division of Administrative Law Appeals. It was not a ruling from the Civil Dear Service Commission. Lord,
2: do you, you remember last false. week I said how confused I was about all that stuff? A regular citizen like me, I don't know what is going on. It's like I hear all this information, and it's, it sounds like we, we're volleying back and forth. And all I know is, as a taxpayer and a business owner, I, I'm tired of people suing the city. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you've given us some clarification
1: and, on this. And there's more to it, too. There was a reference, actually, in that story, but also in another uh, editorial that I saw that referred to how the 2017 contract and the 2022 contract that the current council approved were nearly the same. Yeah. That is total bogus. The 2017 contract, first of all, it included raises of up to 183% for superior officers. An arbitrator came out and ruled that it was unenforceable. Unenforceable. That's crazy. To compare that to the 2022 contract that we ended up approving last year, It's absolutely insane. We settled, in essence, seven years worth of CBAs in one series of contracts. We were able to get, or the mayor and the negotiating team, they were able to get the Superior Officers Union to pay back the illegally uh, paid out MOU. Uh, So, what we were able to do with that contract, we were settling all those years worth of CBAs, and we were able to, in essence, close the chapter. On uh, in essence, close the uh, the, the book on an awful chapter in our city's history, yeah, absolutely. and move the city forward.
3: So when Tom has a special <laughs> news report about this in an episode here, paying attention on that topic, he had something with like twenty six thousand dollars per officer getting that over the next whatever years. No, that was everyone paying for getting paid back okay. from those seven years of CD. Well, the other thing
2: I, I, I learned years ago when Bill Manzi fired Chief Solomon, Chief Chief Solomon sued the city. He got his job back, and some of the the uh, settlement went into his pay.
1: Totally false. Totally false. How did he get paid? That is that. So that is another common misconception that has been driven by, uh, in essence, folks say it's it's the news. It's not. So he uh, got a settlement, and then in 2014, the city had arrived at a a successor agreement, or in essence, a contract with him that uh, paid him a fixed rate of pay. It did not include any extra settlement money. Oh, okay. None. So that's a falsehood. Totally false. And, and what's crazy is that this is all in the council record. You can go back and look at the resolutions, the contracts, et cetera. Any pieces of legislation that were passed and you could see it, it's all in the record. And the other thing too that drives me crazy, I have heard it said. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I'm just, I'm get just DJ fired up. You here. got me fired up. What is absolutely insane is I have heard that Joe Solomon is a victim. I've heard that uh, from several different people who say, oh gosh, you guys really picked on him? He was a victim. I say, absolutely not. The victims are the 53,000 residents of the city of Methuen. They are 53,000 victims of fraud.
2: All right. I hate to cut you off, but we got to go over the next hot button topic. The day's in. <laughs> oh, Let's rub that. <laughs> <laughs> the day's in. Okay. That's, I, was at, I was told to bring that up. Um, so... Charlie Baker's administration dumped these poor people on we. You know, I know we were trying to get reimbursed from the state to educate these kids. Uh, I saw Nick get frustrated once about you guys getting criticized that you weren't helping out. Nick, I got thrown out. Nick was dropping off diapers, weren't you? Diapers. We pal- all did. We
3: all did. No, yeah. we, we all did. And and I give credit to majority of the council that cooled me off by this. But uh, you know, I have a two year old. He has a four going on five. Absolutely. You have kids. You know, as a father, it, as a father, bringing diapers, coloring books to kids that are sitting in that hotel, knowing that there is a slumlord, whatever we want to call them, of a hotel owner, okay, who is marking up his hotel at the highest rate to the state, which taxpayers are paying for, and not providing the service that a hotel should provide, is 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 criminal. He is a slumlord, and I'm sorry that that hotel or that shelter is what I'm calling it now. It's a shelter. It's 100% a shelter. Um, I wouldn't want my children going up in there. Absolutely not. And, 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 you know, I look at, and I criticized, I think, in the last meeting, you know, the resources that we have there. Yes, they're they're giving them meals and and, and clothing and, and, and other things, but what about the jobs? What about getting them asylum, getting them... a line to Work work visas to be able to go across the street to the fireside or to the new restaurants that are coming into town to help and work. Because, I'm sorry, I see help wanted signs everywhere. And we have a hotel where people are just sitting there, not able to work because they haven't been...
1: Brought through the process yet? What can we do on the local level about this mess? So here's here's the challenge, and this is we're seeing it nationally. Uh, But in at at, yeah, uh, this is not a just a Methuen issue. Oh no, I understand, but
2: it's it's in my backyard. It is. It's in our
1: backyard, and here's the issue that we have in Methuen. So Massachusetts became they call it a right to shelter state forty years ago, forty years ago, where. Uh, that's a provision that in essence requires, let's say you have migrants coming into your state, the state needs to find a place for them. And that's in accordance with a state law from 40 years ago. And so uh, what is absolutely crazy, in my view, is that we have uh, homeless uh, citizens uh, in Methuen who are uh, struggling to keep uh, a roof over their head or even just to have a home in in general. We have uh, homeless veterans as well. And so, you know, as a uh, elected official representing the taxpayers of Methuen, the residents of Methuen. I think, you know, in in my mind, they they're first in terms of addressing the issues that we have here at home. But in terms of the migrant crisis as a broader issue, you know, we have a humanitarian disaster in our backyard, right here in Methuen. And the uh, in my view, let's say you're dealing with migrants who are coming to your community or to your state or whatever. Um, There is a human piece there where we have children there, right? And so I think it's important to bring in these organizations uh, who are able to provide uh, clothing and food and what have you. Uh, But here's the issue. I think we need to have a bit of a balance. There's only a handful of communities where migrants are being sent to. Methuen is one of them. Another one is Taunton. Uh, But you don't see uh, migrant families uh, being housed in, say, Andover, Or Weston. Or Lexington. Martha's Vineyard. Or or anywhere, right? Like that. And so I I would love for us to see just as a state uh, for more communities to assist with uh, dealing with this. But I want to say something about the hotel. Uh, The Days Inn has been a hotbed of criminal activity for over a decade. For over a decade. There was a time when— Do you know that I was asked to (sighs) bid that
2: place to service it? and when I went to go do the walkthrough, the hypodermic needles and everything else that was out there, I wasn't taking that property on. No
1: way. Well, check this out. Over the past few years, the owner of that hotel uh, has let no crisis go to waste for the sake of panning his uh, pocketbook or his wallet. Uh, So there was a time when uh, he brought in, uh, in essence allowed to come in, a wet shelter That was during COVID, right? Um, But then all of a sudden we have this migrant crisis going on, and so right off the bat he brings in uh, the the state as, uh, or he uh, in essence um, agrees to bring folks in, and the reason why is because he cannot keep his hotel full with paying customers. And here's what can
2: we do about it, though,
1: guys.
3: So, so I mean, I know I've asked, and, and the mayor has done most that he can with the yes. um, with health inspectors and the fire department and the police department. We're looking at different avenues, and, and and I don't want to speak too much towards it for legal purposes. But as a resident and a taxpayer, you gotta just keep fighting the delegation. I think this is more than again a Methuen problem. Um, and, and also, it's not just migrants, by the way, in this hotel. There are Massachusetts citizens that have been here their whole life living in there, too. There are Americans and, 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 and also immigrants in that hotel. But I think what we need on a state and federal level, and, and, you know, I don't believe in, like, let's build these small little houses and put them in parks because that ends up being a crime-driven situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know Boston's thinking about it in certain places, and I know Los Angeles did it two years ago, and it epically failed. They ended up bulldozing it down nine months later because the drug and, and crime rate went up in that in that area. I think we really need to look at public housing in a different format with how our state and and, and federally um, uh, zone land, and you know consider again homeless. Um,
2: Project. So, do you both pledge to fight the fight to get this cleaned up and get you know?
1: I think there are things that we can do at the local level to yes. address the I, issues. You know, at the Methuen, hotel. Methuen does right. a
2: lot. Methuen does a lot of things well. Code enforcement is not one of them. I'm sorry. We I, I spoke on last week's show. We had a meeting at my building uh, regarding the road, and Mayor Perry showed up with all the department heads and the, the police chief. Well, and, I've been up Penny Road. That's yeah. that, that. No, no, that's fine. But uh, Barbara, who owns Deluca Fence, yeah. Uh, Made a, made a comment, and um, you know the mayor said, uh, we'll look into it. But she's talking about the businesses. We got slumlords in there. The guy, the guy that rents the place next door to me is a slumlord. He doesn't do anything. The place is in disrepair. There's tires, unregistered vehicles. You know how it goes. And it's like that in different parts of the city. And I don't, I, I'm sorry, but Methuen does not do a good job with code enforcement. And
1: know. a major problem is that the the inspections office, they are— horrendously understaffed. They, their workload is just insane. So that's and,
2: something that perhaps that we have to work on. So before we, we got about Can I quickly three wrap with left. one thing really yeah. quick,
1: really quick about the days in? I just want to yep. finish my thought there. So I think we just need to find a balance where we have the human issue with the migrants, right? And I think we need to do uh, in, in coordination with these nonprofits that we're working with, dealing with that. But at the end of the day, uh we need to be dealing with this fact that the owner of the hotel is out to make a quick buck, and that is wrong as well. So there's it's we a agree. very complicated I issue. I 100%
2: agree. Yeah. 100% agree. Well, I hope you guys do well. I, I think you will. DJ, you have the honor of being the top vote-getter at last election. Nick, you did pretty well, too. So you, you guys— We'll see this time. I don't know. Well, I, I think, I think, think
3: can... the total votes that uh, voted in the last election was what we received in our first election alone. So I think only like four thousand people voted in the last election. Abysmal. It's just and I it's think just I got terrible. four thousand votes in my first election. Yeah. So
2: yeah, quick quick side note: I went to vote at the marsh, and um, the lady couldn't find me. And I went to whip out my ID, and she said, "Oh, well, we can't ask for that." So that's a that's a topic for another day. I wish we could. So we only have a few more minutes. I want to do uh, a little human feature. We're gonna have a little little laugh because you got. I, asked you guys to come on because you're two of the most professional people on the council, but I want uh, our viewers to see the human side of you. So you're going to answer some silly questions. You, you both ready? I'm ready. Let's Cue go. the lightning. <laughs> All right. Question number one. Gentlemen, who do you hate getting texts from? Nick, we're going to start with you.
3: I mean, I love them, but my brother, you Your know, brother? you, you okay. know, I love them to death, but you know, sometimes it's always, it's not like, hi, how you doing? It's
1: long. It's a long Okay. Message. DJ, who, who do you getting text hate getting texts from? Well, I I really like staying in touch with as many people as I can. I can't really think of my phone book and think of who I wouldn't want to get a text from. Okay. It's Nick DiZaglio. That's what it is. I mean, I don't know. Well, <laughs> on some days, yeah. yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: I don't know. Spam. I hate all that. B.S. Yes, you know,
1: that's a a great
0: one. I have the best answer.
2: uh, You know, I get my oil changed in my car, and then I got to write four surveys. I get the, the house cleaning company that comes. They're constantly texting me. How do we do you're about to be fired if you don't stop bothering me. We don't, at my organization, we service you. If you have a question, come and ask us. We don't, you know, give you follow-up texts. It drives me crazy. We don't get spam texts in Australia. My phone just never stops. Stop asking me how you did. I I, I don't want to hear from you. (laughs) Okay. On your bedside, alarm clock or iPhone to wake you up in the morning?
3: Amazon Alexa.
2: Oh, really? I don't have one of those. Yeah,
3: Amazon Alexa. Alexa, set alarm to 7.30. Alarm set for 7.30. Oh, good for you. My yes. iPhone.
1: You do.
2: Do, yeah. do you silence it at night? or?
1: No, no. So I don't have it on, like, do not disturb, but it's just on, like, vibrate in the morning. Yeah, and the kids, gets you young up. people, I'm going to call you young DJ. I'm yeah.
2: well over two decades older than the <laughs> both of you, but you young people bring your phones in the bedroom. I, I leave it downstairs. I, I don't want to be bothered at night. What have, if there's an emergency? I'm going call the house phone. We don't have yeah, home phone. We don't have oh. home. Ah. Yeah, we don't have home. How do you call 911? They don't know where you are. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So I use an alarm clock because, again. They do. I used to work for them. Again. Right? <laughs> oh, I I'm don't, the I old fogey, yeah. Right? We've established I that. I do phone,
0: but just a record. I don't do iPhone. I don't Apple.
2: Skiing or ice skating? Nick?
1: Uh, neither. I don't have the ankles for them. Neither. Yeah. I I have the worst balance. Okay. Same.
0: Yeah. I've not tried skiing, so I'm going to say skiing because I want to try it. What do
2: you pref- you prefer that? Oh,
1: we I've almost had a, we
0: almost had a unanimous.
2: Sorry. I I, I prefer neither either because oh. like these gentlemen, I have the worst balance ever. Yeah. I, I would I would balance. probably fall down and kill myself. All right. <laughs> Favorite fast food restaurant. We're going to start with you this time. This is a bad idea. Nothing is
0: fast anymore. <laughs> Show me one that's fast. Show me one that I can get in and out of within like a couple of minutes. Um, and then you complain I go over time. <laughs> I know. See, it's I, I said don't ask open-ended questions. Um, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't have one. Okay. There you go. I'll Move go on. Chick-fil-A.
1: <laughs> Chick-fil-A. I was going to say Chick-fil-A. They're great too. Uh, I, I also like Chipotle and uh, good answer. Yala. In on Merrimack Street. Oh, is that a fast food? Yeah. Well, it's I not fast food, but fast I, food. I I do uh, DoorDash. There
0: you go. Oh, so I will agree. Much. Chipotle is one of
2: the last actual fast food All places right, I've you. ever
1: gone to. Mm.
2: Jesus, <laughs> shut up. And just... DJ, are you a couch or recliner kind of guy?
1: Uh, we, I don't have a recliner at home, so just a couch.
2: Okay.
3: Nick. I have a picture to prove it. He passed out on my couch a few years ago. <laughs> just <laughs> napping.
2: Uh, his, but... poli- his political campaign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recliner. Recliner Recliner for me How about you Couch Couch okay You're like my wife She likes the couch I don't have a recliner What is your favorite r- Local radio station
0: Stop with the open-ended
2: I don't have one I don't listen to okay. local radio I listen to podcasting I Just mean, like this one Listen w- to
3: podcasts <laughs> uh,
2: WEI Sports radio Okay I can't listen to Jermaine Wiggins He The, the education system Failed that gentleman I'm sorry <laughs> He is an idiot how
1: about you? Uh, mine is WBUR.
2: Okay. So yeah. you're all political. You like to. Yeah. Uh, mine's 90, 98.5, the sports, sports hub. Up, I like, yeah. yeah, I like a good uh, whiny Italian uh, Tony Maserati. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. like my, my thing. Okay, great. All right, let's see if you know this one. It's like similar to the tires on your car question. What kind of printer do you have at your home? What brand? HP. Oh, he knew it right away. Brother. Brother. Epsom. Oh, good. So we did good on this I one. literally I just bought it, H- so
1: I can't.
2: <laughs> 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 like, just installed it and I had to go wwwhp for me. All right. I'm going to start with you because I saw your Facebook post yesterday. Great. How much do you tip? What percentage do you tip when you get your hair done?
0: Uh, she's one of my best friends, so I tip more than anybody. I, whatever I'm feeling, 30 or more percent.
1: Okay, good for you. DJ, A- any tips? Uh, 20%. Okay, 20%.
2: I, I do about 30 for the haircut. I got, I got a really good story about a haircut. My wife, when she moved up here, went to a salon and did a haircut. And um, the girl said, oh, your last name's Consoli. Yeah. She goes, oh, I'm married to David Consoli. And my wife got butchered. And she said, tell your husband I said hello. <laughs> it was an ex-girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, a, that, was a no, that was a no tip. <laughs> my, my wife likes that story. She wasn't happy at the time. Okay. Do you pull into or back into parking spots? Again, DJ, we'll start with you.
1: I pull into them. Yeah. I back in.
2: You back in. Both. Depends what I'm feeling like. I pull in. I feel my customers in Andover that back into their spaces, they're jerks. <laughs> I, I don't, there's something about a back arena. You, maybe because you're well, from a do doing... Well, I do it because of my,
3: uh, of children. I don't you, like backing up. I'm just saying. You know, down a driveway. I like to pull into the driveway. I just so I find people that people
2: that back into a space are not nice for some reason. It's just it's a, How it's, dare a you. it's a consoli thing, I, I said say it's one of my hang ups. <laughs> All right. You have to choose one. Cashew, um, let's see, I lost my oh cashew, peanut, almond, or pistachio. Favorite nut. Cashew, because macadamia is not on your list, which it should be. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> cashew. Regular peanuts.
2: Regular peanuts. I'm going to go cashew as well. We still haven't had a unanimous one on this round, huh? If we go unanimous, she hits the lightning button. So we got to see if we can be in sync. What is your favorite color socks? I'm starting with you. Green is my favorite color in general. You wear green socks? Good for you.
1: I don't wear them. I just wear regular black socks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blue, navy. Blue,
2: navy. I'm going to go with black. Uh, it's nothing like a good black sock, even though I wear white for work. There you go. Okay. Okay. In the city of Methuen, what is the best gas station, and what is the worst gas station, oh. and why? I have zero answer. I don't. I can't help. You're you going to see one. me animated on this one. All right. Go Let's ahead then. Let's go. I guys. would
1: say uh, I usually go to Hafner's. Yep, they're reasonable and uh, convenient. Uh, I'd say the worst gas station is. Uh, typically, whenever you have the gas stations where uh, it's full service, you're paying more. Uh, so if you can get out, okay. you should do it yourself and you pay Nick. less. I'm a Hafner guy. I, I have the,
3: the little barcode. Okay, what's the thing. worst
2: one? We're running out uh, the
3: worst one, I think, is yeah,
2: self-service ones. <laughs> you know. Okay, so for me, Hafners, the people that work there are friendly. The worst one, Irving on Pelham Street. To you people, that place is a shithole. I call it Somali Gas. The place has okay. trash everywhere. You can't get a goddamn receipt for the, for the life of you. You gotta go in. It's been like that since 2016. The trash is overflowing. The people are rude. The place is a disaster. Go on my Facebook page. You'll see the pumps falling apart. That place sucks. The views. Please, opinions, as city council uh, members, shut that goddamn place down. I know, I now I am fired project. up. Get, well, it's the end of the show, so a good time yeah.
0: to get fired up. Yeah, I, I feel know. like that was a loaded question. Yeah. You guys Sorry. Like that was, I think uh, it was a loaded a leading question. Leading
2: question. Okay, <laughs> real up. quick. You, when you go to Walmart, do you return the shopping cart into the Corral, or do
1: you just leave it? Oh, I return it. I don't go to Walmart. I'm a Target guy, but I always put Same it back thing. in the yeah, Corral. How about you?
2: Car- uh, corral. Okay, I'm a half and half, depending upon what's going on that day. Um, okay. Last question. Yay. What is the last movie you have saw in a movie theater, DJ?
1: Um, it was a new Disney movie, Elemental.
2: Oh, with the girl, with
3: your no, daughter. daughter.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's nice.
3: We just went to uh, Olivia's first movie, The Haunted Mansion.
2: Oh, great! How about you, Barbie? okay well mine is 80 for brady i took my 84 year old mother she laughed she had a great time and it was pretty memorable i don't i don't go to the movies that often so I quite a bit. so i want to thank you guys for coming in you can roll up mel thank you and is there any final final things you want to say real quick comment we got about 40 seconds
1: just vote in november <laughs> yeah thanks for having us Thanks for having us we'd love to have the support of the people in mathu for two more years
2: all right we thank you guys for doing a great job uh, we want to thank our sponsors before we head out. Let me grab my glasses. McLennan Real Estate, Century 21, Matt McLennan. He'll be here next week. This ought to be fun. Uh, Ronnie Marsan at Marsan & Son Construction. Ronnie's running for East End. Good luck to so, us. Yep. EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Uh, I might need that after hosting this show. I'm going to have to start packing heat because I'm getting hate mail already. The Doug Mercurial Law Office, Borelli's Deli. Um, I don't know what the sandwich of the day is, but we're going to have to find out. I bet it's delicious. Yes, it is. Tomo, Shaken Seafood, uh, Clear Path for Veterans New England. AFC Urgent Care, in Methuen, uh, Pleasant Valley Landscape Contractors, My Crew. Stacks Part 28, Loaded. The Zani Pesci Law Office. Um, and a free shout out to JG's ice cream uh, I'd like to wish my mom a happy 85th birthday it was her
0: happy birthday. birthday happy birthday yeah. mom. I'm going to go over real quick because we didn't do it so Mel's just going to roll around again if you are looking for some cool entertainment tomorrow night come on out to uh, Spigot Falls Riverwalk Park Bellas right my band the Bellas we are part of this summer night's uh, concert series that they've been hosting so we'll be there tomorrow night where the event I think starts at 6 we go on at 6.30 to 8.30 come on down to the park Ooh. it's going to be great, it's gonna I, be am, great fun.
2: I am going to come and See you. Sing. Those concerts yeah. are always a lot of fun. They are yeah. great fun. We, so we'll we be established there for you guys. Tomorrow. We established last week that I don't go to concerts, but I saw a video. I did see her. that. I saw a video of her singing. She's she's pretty good. So I th- I the other think two I, with I, me are even better. So I, I think well, I was treat. focused on you because I know I you. She would be. So
0: but, yeah, come on out tomorrow. Uh, Spigot Riverwalk Park. It's off of Osgood Street, apparently behind where uh, Dick's TV's And how about a plug for
2: Sadie's? Are you doing anything Music there? Music
0: Bingo tonight and every Thursday night. Every Thursday, uh, so Thursday night is Sadie's?
2: Yeah. Okay, and you're hosting? Always hosting.
0: That's
3: awesome.
2: Look, we looped all the way back around to when he says go home. All right. Mel this says we're going to go home, so go. let's go home already. Thank you, everybody.
3: Thank you. Thank you.